Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So one of the questions I get all the time is, what if I'm not feeling it anymore? And the first thing I want to say is that's normal, meaning you're not going to feel it every day consistently for the whole for the duration of your, your relationship. Um, it's, it's normal to not feel it sometimes, you know, and, and that's doesn't mean that there necessarily mean that the relationship's uh, broken or that something is wrong, although of course it can. Um, it just means that we're human, you know, we, we change. And so as we change, because we are constantly uh, evolving and growing, and as we change uh, individually, the dynamic of the relationship's going to change. And so if you're comparing your relationship today to what it was like when you guys first met, it's not fair. It's not fair because one, the freshness of a relationship produces dopamine. Like when you meet someone and you're excited to know that person, that stretch of discovery, that that in itself is going to generate excitement and uh and you quote unquote feeling it right once the discovery period uh is over um yes you could continually get to know someone you know in a in a, in a 360 kind of way because we're always changing and growing but what's that initial like discovering someone discovering a new body discovering a new connection like once all that kind of um starts to fade and 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 I think this is when love starts, right? When all that fades and it starts to get hard and you're adjusting to the person and, you know, um, you guys speak different love languages and she likes chips, you like cookies, you know, all the, all the little things that are, um, that are different and um, require adjustment, right? Compromise, not compromise of self, but compromise. Uh, that's when it gets hard and when it gets hard, I think is when love begins. But anyway, so the beginning of a relationship is supposed to be um, magical. It's supposed to feel amazing. Um, and, and even if it doesn't, that's okay too because sometimes uh, the slow burn is – more healthy than that crazy lightning in the bottle, right? Sometimes the lightning in the bottle is dysfunction. And I've done um, many episodes and videos on that. So I don't want to get sidetracked. But my point is, five years into a relationship is very different, the feeling it produces than, you know, when you first meet someone. So it's not fair to judge you feeling it um, five years into a relationship than when you first met. Now, I got to say, Five years into a relationship, assuming you know you guys work on each other and the relationship, you're going to hit higher notes than in the beginning, and and this is why um, I think uh, when you're building a relationship, it it can be really re rewarding because 
when you get to know someone and you do life with someone for that long, whether it's you know uh, five years, ten years, three years, or whatever, uh, you hit notes that you wouldn't in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it's just discovery, chemistry, all of that. Um, when you are building something and you are building trust, and um, for me, it's like actually doing life with someone, going somewhere and coming back and you know going through the ups and downs and that whole journey. When you do that with someone, it produces a different type of glue, right? It, it produces uh, trust. It, it's a deeper knowing. And so um, that kind of love, I think, is rewarding in that uh, you hit higher notes. Now, that being said... Over the years, uh, things can fade. People change. There's drift. There's, uh, you know, there are fights. There's, uh, I mean, you throw a baby in the mix, you know, and it's like <laughs> your lives change instantly. And also, uh, you, physically, people change. Um, sometimes people get into relationships and they stay, they, uh, uh, they get into a relationship and they stop taking care of themselves, you know, um, and that's going to affect the relationship. And so many factors contribute to um, people drifting oh also personally like if you're personally not in a good place in your life like it has nothing to do with your partner you know the relationship may be good you guys don't fight or anything but you're in a bad place you know and i've been in relationships like this where i was uh lost and didn't have a sense of direction and wasn't getting traction in my career and so if you're going through your own winter that can also um become a crowbar in the relationship right that could cause the other person to drift um if you're uh depressed uh, and and uh, uh struggling in life um that could change the dynamic of the relationship so not feeling it anymore is normal now what's not normal is if you're not feeling it anymore for a long period of time meaning if that's the norm does that make sense? So, uh, yes, there's going to be winters, seasons where you're not feeling it. And, of course, um, you know, you work on the relationship or you work on yourself. You guys talk about it and, 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 and then you, you could kind of reboot it, right? You could reposition it. I'm not a big fan of the word reboot. It's a, <laughs> it's a, little, it's a little aggressive because um, not all relationships need a reboot. But even if, if it's um, some, some couples counseling or, you know, you guys decide to, to spice things up and try, you know, Tantra in the bedroom or whatever it is, um, repositioning. I like that word. Repositioning um, can make you guys come back, right? Uh, so that's normal. Now, if you're not feeling it and that becomes the norm, then that's not normal. If every day you're not feeling it for weeks, for months, for years – then that's not a good thing, obviously. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. And we all know that when you give a gift, giving someone something that you have made or something that requires a skill goes a lot further than just buying someone something, right? Well, this year, this holiday season, get creative and learn how to make the perfect handmade gift with Skillshare's online classes. What is Skillshare? Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Community, that's really important, right? So you're not doing this alone. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. So one of my favorite classes, and don't laugh, is called Plants at Home. 
Now, I have a really uh, zero talent when it comes to creating spaces that make you feel calm and uh, connect to yourself. So this class, Plants at Home, Uplift Your Spirits and Your Space by Christopher Geffen, uh, is now one of my favorites because now I know how to um, make spaces the way that I make a little treehouse in my house. So I'm going to give you something today. Because I want you to give a gift that means more. I want you to get creative and learn how to make the perfect handmade gift this holiday season. Go to Skillshare.com forward slash angry, A-N-G-R-Y, and get a free trial of premium membership. Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when it compared to like the pricey in-person classes and workshops. Um, the, the annual subscription is less than 10 bucks. So go to skillshare.com forward slash angry, A-N-G-R-Y, and get a free trial of premium membership. Let this be the year that, uh, you give the gift of thoughtfulness of your uniqueness. You give the gift of you. So what do you do if you're not feeling it? Okay, the first thing you do is bring it to yourself. Look inward. What is different about you? Are you going through something? Um, Is there some kind of change in you? Um, Are you allowing yourself to be emotionally connected to someone else? Are you looking over the fence, you know, to to see if the grass is greener? Are you drifting? Are you um, playing back? other relationships and creating fantasies in your head, right? What's going on with you? And then when you ask yourself that, see if you can take ownership, you know, what's the action behind you coming back into this relationship? What does that look like in action? Do you have to unfollow some people (laughs) because they're getting into your heads? Do you have to um, not talk to your ex anymore? Do you have to... uh, work on your career so you're not you know feeling down and and and, uh have no sense of uh purpose like what do you have to do because that's your responsibility and i think it's easy for someone to say oh i'm not feeling it anymore it's them or it's the relationship or you know what the chemistry is faded um it's really easy to pull a uh what is it called an irish exit or in my case, a Korean exit. I I go to parties and I kind of disappear pretty quickly. Don't say bye to anyone, right? Um, today it's called ghosting. <laughs> it's easy to do that in relationships if you're not feeling it, right? It's hard to bring it back to you and ask yourself, what is your responsibility in this? Every relationship is 50% you and 50% your partner. So um, it's not always your partner (laughs) there is a high chance that you're doing something um that is contributing right so what are you contributing to the drift what are you contributing to you not feeling it anymore uh maybe it's your relationship with yourself you know maybe you don't feel sexy or confident or secure and if that's the case uh that's not your partner's job to fix that that's your own job so that's the big first step that most people do not do is take some ownership, you know? And then after that, because imagine if both people do that. That that's to me that's a that's what's going to flip the magnet back, you know, when two people take ownership, um now we have two pistons pumping and the engine's going to going to move forward and 
and uh, people are going to come back around, hopefully, right? Now, if you have done that, uh, and hopefully your partner is doing the same, and the relationship is still um, not working, right? Uh, you're still not feeling it. Well, then uh, couples therapy, couples counseling, which I think is huge, and, and, and this should probably be simultaneously um, – while you're working on yourself and taking ownership. It all kind of overlaps, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know how couples can reposition uh, or fix their quote-unquote issues uh, by themselves. It's almost impossible because you need that third party, that referee, if you will, or someone who's going to um, just guide you guys and give you guys different perspectives. It's so hard to see things through your own lens and – I mean, the the keys to change the dynamic of the relationship, and if there's no one that's going to help you do it, it's it's so hard to do that yourselves, right? It's not impossible, but it really is hard. So, uh, couples counseling, couples therapy, you working on yourself, and after all of that, for an extended amount of time, you you can't do that over the weekend. You you don't go to one. This is another mistake people do. They they go to couples for one session. And they're like, ah, it, it didn't work, you know. Or they're like, I, I don't like, I don't like her or him. Uh, well, that's defense. That's um, and it's okay if you don't like the person, you don't gel, you don't connect. Sure, but give it a few more sessions, you know. Um, after that, after all that work, and again, it's not once, but it's really committing it to committing to it for a while, uh, and you decide how long that's going to be. And you still feel like I'm not feeling it, then there is a chance that the the it's the relationship, right? There's a, a chance that maybe two people have drifted too far, and um, it's irre- it's irre- uh, it, it's not fixable. Sorry, <laughs> I'm looking at out the window and it's raining and I'm uh, getting lost in thought. Uh, no, that's not true. The truth the truth is I I can't speak English. That's the truth. You know, as I get older, I don't know what it is because English is my first language. As I get older, and I joke around and say Korean is my first language. It's not. Uh, as I get older, I can't say words. I have My vocabulary is uh, uh, fading. I'm just feeling really um, dumb. Anyway, back to relationships. So after all that, uh, after couples counseling, after you, you've you know um, taken ownership – uh, after you've done everything you could, if you're still not feeling it, then um, yeah, then maybe people have drifted too far to turn back. Maybe there's been so much change. It's like when you outgrow a friend, you know. Um, say you've been friends with someone since high school, and um, you guys have history, but that's all you have. And you're trying to still be friends with this person, but you guys have just grown so far apart. You guys have different interests. You're at different you know, places in your lives or whatever. It, you wouldn't be friends with this person if you met this person today, right? And maybe that's a good question. Would you be friends with, would you be attracted to this person, which is your partner, if you met him or her today? I don't know. That might be a, a sign. But there is also a chance that uh, the relationship has expired, has ran its course, you know. Um, that can happen, but that shouldn't be the first place you go to. Uh, and if you do, then you're not 
giving the relationship a chance. You're not doing it justice. And if you have opened your heart and have done life with someone, whether it's for one year or 20 years, uh, you owe it to the relationship, you know? You invested in this person. So um, before you jump the gun, before you bounce, before you pull a Korean exit, um, do everything you can because there's nothing worse than leaving something. And I've done this. I've been, I'm guilty of this. There's nothing worse than leaving something knowing you could have done more, right? Like what if you did this or what if you actually uh, stayed with couples uh, therapy or you, you know, what if you didn't leave so soon and check out? Because also that pattern is going to still be there and it's not going to go away until you work on that. Anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, if you feel this um, sometimes gibberish, I guess it's subjective on on what people think of my uh, podcast. (laughs) If you think this is helpful and you want to share it with a friend, uh, please do. Doing my best to create a dialogue that can hopefully help as many as possible. Thank you for listening. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordeaux. Journey coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.